The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. My guests today are Inbal Honigman and Evelyn Sevilla. Inbal is a full-time psychic, tarot reader, and witch of over 20 years. She's passionate about showing you can write your own on story on your terms. She shared her expert astrological knowledge on TV shows and in magazines such as Marie Claire, Yorkshire Press, and HuffPost. And I have Evelyn here as well. Evelyn is an expert astrologist and tarot card reader. Since she has unlocked her intuition, she knows that she's here to share the message of love and to help others discover the magic they hold deep within. She's on a mission and there is no stopping her now. So welcome back to the show, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you guys on. And uh, I want to segue to for the listeners and the viewers as to why we're even here today, um, besides just getting to spend this lovely time with you guys. But also, uh, life has been very interesting for me recently. And uh, I'm all about intuition. I'm all about following that that guidance. And I was randomly, well, synchronistically, about a week ago, I was guided to just check out the local New Age store. It was just on a whim, driving home from Target, which is one of our (laughs) local stores here. And I turned into the store and I knew I was meant to be there, but I didn't know why yet. So I just decided to roam the shelves, roam the tables, roam the store, see where I was getting drawn. And that's when I was noticing that, okay, I'm being drawn to the witchcraft section, the section on witchery. And so I was like, okay, this is interesting. I walked over there and I was wanting to find a spell book. (laughs) And so I looked around, I looked on the shelves and I, I didn't see exactly what I was looking for, but I did run into the card decks and I found this cute little everyday spell and ritual card deck. And within it, it did kind of go over some of the basic things that you would need to implement these spells. And so right away, I have to call my favorite witches, (laughs) Evelyn and Imbal, and ask them, what do I do? (laughs) What is all this stuff? So I'm like, well, why not have a conversation and share it with others who might be curious or interested or just might find this something neat to, to learn and, and, and see and, and hear. So here we are. (laughs) On Beltane. Uh Just by chance, you know, like on the witch's day, you know, like here we are. So I mean, what are the chances? Seriously. So, and and I must, I must share because, um, in ball, you will appreciate this. Uh, (laughs) excuse me, um, Laura's top three are Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, and Capricorn moon. So there's, there, there's obviously a, a like, um, 
you know, there's something there uh, with her, like the son and her, like being in your first house. Like that's huge. Like you're, you're a witch. <laughs> so, so you've got that witch. Oh, I'm going to have to ask you more about that. Maybe yeah, offline. So that, um, yeah. Because it sounds really cool, but I'm like, I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, yeah. But Imbal understands a little bit and it's like, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. Those are really like, really depth, like yeah. signs, like they have a lot of depth to them. So absolutely. And there are signs that don't shy away from the concept of death and rebirth. And mm. Just like the word witch at one time, not very long ago, was a word that would strike terror in the hearts of people. The word death is still pretty much out there. And with Scorpio being, you know, very, very deathy, very death and rebirth. And even with Capricorn, I'm a very tarot person. So I see Scorpio as the death card and I see Capricorn as the devil card. And I rejoice. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. I know. Now you understand, Laura. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, you know, I'm scrolling on Pinterest because Imbal, you were so sweet. You're like, okay, you need to, you know, look up goddesses and da 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 So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on Pinterest, one of the first places. And I'm starting to scroll and I see this uh, post about, you know, what, what kind of witch are you? And right away I was like, oh, I'm the death witch. Like without knowing what you guys just talked about, yeah. I was like definitely the death witch because it's, you know, with spirit and psychic and, you know, crossing over and all that stuff. I dabble in all of that. So that's uh, really in line with what you guys just said. Amazing. <laughs> because not only, not only are we um, recording this in Beltane, you might, you know, you might listen to it much later, but we're recording Take it on Beltane night, but we're just creeping up to the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, uh, which will be when England will be getting a brand new Scorpio king, which as much as I'm oh. super anti-monarchy, I think if there's going to be someone in charge, let it be a Scorpio. This is going to be right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this should be, yes. And the coronation being right on top of the Scorpio eclipse. Death wow. Scorpio king. Something is changing. Something is up. Wow, that's Whoa. fascinating. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't play on that either. So, can you explain what Beltane is? <laughs> um, absolutely. So, Beltane is the equivalent and opposite festival to um, Halloween to Samhain because it's exactly oh. six months apart, and where Samhain is when everything dies. Beltane is when everything springs to life. So the witch's calendar is a little bit complicated in that it combines the old Druid calendar, which is the winter solstice, um, spring equinox, summer solstice, and autumn equinox. So that's mm. the um, kind of cross, cross points. And then the celebrations um of um don't know the right word for it we call them like the big sabbaths um uh, but they're like the nature celebrations of sowing of reaping uh of um farming societies and beltane is when everything is in bloom so obviously it's right after 
um, spring equinox when everything is in bloom and um, summer solstice when everything is in full bloom. So we're kind of reusing the same words, but we're Beltane um, was sort of very specific because we've got death, the opposite to death is birth, and Beltane was a fertility festival specifically. And the... Um, the So we know what was going on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that, that's exactly what was going on. Some things don't change. Um, but, yeah. the, <laughs> but the traditions around... Beltane are will be very familiar to anyone who likes the countryside because we've got the maypoles that's exactly what's mm. going on in Beltane so the maypole that represents the phallus and the maidens dancing around it with ribbons and the you know if you do it the right way the ribbons will make a pattern um I have yeah. seen, and no offense, American witches, but I have seen you guys just <laughs> run around and wrap it in that haphazard way. And it's really no extra effort to, to wrap it around the right way. Um, there are still villages in England that will have, uh, they won't call it a Beltane parade, but they'll call it the May Day parade, where there will be a parade going through the village and right at the front, there'll be a green man or a green giant being carried, which will be um, either just a figure made of leaves or somebody wearing uh, that figure made of leaves. And there will be the Queen of the May, uh, who will be uh, maiden. And we're not going too much into why maiden represents fertility because things change. Um, there will <laughs> yeah. be uh, a maiden uh, who will be uh, carried around as a promise of, um, of kind of the, the year to come. So that's mm. what Beltane is. And because there's usually nice weather in Beltane, not today in England so much, sadly, but there's usually nice weather in <laughs> Beltane. Um, and it's really kind of the first chance that you get to uh, to go out and to drink all day and to uh, have merriment and outside, it is almost everybody's favorite festival, except for if you're like a real hardcore witch, which we are, and then it's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's a favorite festival. It's it's a very hard. Uh, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> And that's like the green man. Is that like Sarwaden or is that the name or I, I'm if I'm pronouncing so, it wrong, it's something like. Keridwen is a okay. goddess. So um, the the name Kerry still sort of still exists in longer Welsh names in, in sort of Welsh given names in fact a lot of goddess names are still in in welsh given names that are still used but keridwen is a goddess and it's kind of from the same pantheon but what is really interesting and very on topic um is that the invitation to the king's coronation has a little green man at the bottom oh, and there's, yeah. there's been a lot of interest around that um i've huh. i've got lots of lots of props next to me this, this i think i my, saw that on tiktok or something <laughs> this would be my belt on the crown so that's what you know <gasps> oh, what we have for, uh, for ritual. but i actually have a green man 
by the door. It's just that it's affixed to the wall. And if I were to mm. de-affix it to the wall, I would have to call in a handyman because I can't. And people can Google it. Yeah, a symbol. It's a symbol of fertility. Mm. There we go. So oh yes, yes, yes. That, that would be a. I person. see him. Um, but the green man wow. symbol is a very wild um, male figure with leaves all around him and with leaves coming out of his mouth. Sorry, I'm looking around in a panic because I'm thinking I did used to have a green man over there that must have moved. Those fey. Oh, but I'm thinking. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's easily Googleable. Googleable. <laughs> Super easily Googleable. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see that invitation too, because it's at the very bottom. I, I really loved it. I thought, oh, oh this is very cool. So yeah. Like oh, yeah. Profile of the green man, but you'd have kind of wild wow. hair of leaves around. And um, I've always found it a little bit scary that it kind of goes into his mouth. You know what I mean? But that's kind of to show yeah. that he is the, you know, he is the greenery. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, so that's fascinating. And I think it just really shows like how deep this stuff can go, like how much there really yeah. is with all of this, right? So, um, so taking it back a little bit, just to the the beginning basics. Somebody who wanted to, I don't know, create an altar. <laughs> um, what sort of items um, could or should or does one start with? Right. So. There's a lot of provisors go, that go uh, back with it because an altar can be literally anything, but. For me, um, I was taught within a Wiccan coven. So that can be a little bit specific. And within a Wiccan coven, you learn to do things a certain way. As you grow and develop yourself, you might not stick to the exact ways that you've been taught, but you need a good, strong um, concrete foundation in order to be able to have magic that is as effective when you're doing it creatively and when you're doing it your own way. I was explaining it to um, to one of my students the other day uh, who does yoga and she said, what's your like daily practice? And I'm like, oh, my daily practice is embarrassingly little. It's about like three <laughs> things daily. But I said to her, you know, the that's after more than 20 years of being involved and of being able to um, program my brain to do things in a certain way so that I get into the magic-y beta wave without needing to lay everything down. Just like you, I said to her, uh, can go into a yoga flow and I'll need, you know, a, a book or a video to do all of that and would still very likely end up in an ambulance so um <laughs> so, so i come to it from a very wiccan perspective and another thing about the about being taught in a wiccan coven is that most of it is oath bound what oath bound means is that i've taken an oath not to reveal lucky for us 
many people have already revealed in the past. <laughs> and so there are um, a lot of good, good reference books. Um, rule of thumb, go old. The older they are, the more the mistakes in them are on purpose. Because those things are oath-bound, there will be teeny tiny inaccuracies there that have got put there on purpose and you can still work perfectly well using that system. But when you've got oh. a book, copying from a book, copying from a book as it goes and copying the inaccuracies, then it loses the connection. So uh, the Witch's Bible um, is a real basic, um, a real kind of standard um, and uh, very all-encompassing um, creation because in it, it includes several books that were um, several books that were published before. So Stuart Farrer's What Witches Do is kind of inside it. Sorry, that, that's just me and my reference in there. It doesn't have the colorful bits. Um, it's got the eight Sabbaths for witches. So you've got uh, basically how to um, how to do any ritual um, from the very, very basic drawing down the moon, which you do every month in a coven setting. Uh, you've got photographs of the old covens. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. And instructions on how to protect the home. Now, when I say old, I don't mean ancient because Wicca certainly isn't ancient, but it draws on a lot of traditional witchcraft um, country witches, um, cunning women, and so on and so forth. And so when you say altar, this is a very good start. And within Wicca, you've got uh, what, what we refer to as the working tools of the witch, because they are literally the working tools of the witch. Now, all of that is not to say that if you've got a tiny little uh, selenite circle with a rose quartz and a feather on it, and you use that as an altar, that is not to say that this is not an altar. This is also still absolutely an altar and it will do the job. What you get from a sort of beautifully laid out Wiccan altar is all the options and the balance. Because in a Wiccan altar, you definitely want to have, before anything else, representations of the four elements. Yes. Yeah. That's what gives you um, the depth of being able to access each and every um, gift in the universe because everything falls into the four elements. You would like, at the very least, also a representation of the fifth element, which is spirit mm -hmm. and very very often you will have a representation of the goddess and the god the duality the um gender duality is a very important um tenet of wicca when wicca was created um kind of in the 50s then having man and woman on equal terms in religion was revolutionary and um, and it was seen as very equal. There 
was a period, I guess, in the late 90s where Wicca tried to find its way through the gay revolution, where obviously a high priest and a high priestess don't have to have those specific genders. And um, in Wiccan environments was the first times that I met trans people. And so Wicca Mm -hmm. had to evolve to include the entire rainbow. And -hmm. because since I've had babies for now 13 years, I've been solitary and not really sort of keeping up to date, except for online, you know, with all of you. I don't really know how we're incorporating everything now, but I trust that we do. Um, There is a side of me that finds Wicca very rigid because I'm a very free spirit. I've got Sagittarius moon, Pisces sun. um, And so sticking to a specific way of of working is Mm -hmm. a bit much. But the Wiccan framework to me is no different to everything having a basis in the sense that Um, when I walk, I put one foot in front of the other. And if I tried to be really too creative at it, I would walk much less efficiently, if at all. Mm. And so when I come to create magic, I go right back to the Wiccan way of doing it because it's a framework that works. It's efficient. It gets the job done. It's easy to understand because it's very, very logical. It's rooted in nature and um and it screams equality um and so i've i've brought a few things to show you (laughs) but you know because the working tools of the witch really are so many i thought maybe it'll be fun to just focus on the pointies this time because a lot of people get stuck on the difference between the different knives (laughs) <laughs> it's like being in a very fancy <laughs> restaurant. Is this the fish one? Um, so, so there are at least two types of ritual daggers. Um, there is a wand, and that's used differently as well. And then there's kind of extra versions of both. And I think that is enough of a big lesson. And then maybe we'll meet another time to do all the other okay yeah sounds good (laughs) and then maybe another time to figure out how divinity um fits into it and you know and how to do the goddess and the god um but the most basic um tool that is most identified with wicca is the athami or athami say it however way you want to it is not incorrect it can never be incorrect because it is a corruption already of an arabic word um and the athami is the wiccan ritual dagger this is my athami it's small because i am also um all my things are kind of small except for um i'll show you later the, the big thing um And the athami is only to direct energy. And so when we cast the circle, we cast it with the point of the athami, and that's where the um that's where the perimeter of the circle is. When you cast the circle, you might visualize a blue light or a silver light 
coming out of the Athene. When you call the quarters, you'll do it with the Athene. You'll um, either do a pentagram in the air or you might do the triangle that goes by uh, the element of the quarter. Um, the Athene can also be used just when you're channeling. Um, but the most important thing about it is that it is never to be used for anything practical. The athemi is mm. only, only, only for energy work. However, and bizarrely, it has to be sharp. If it's not sharp, it doesn't count. And so you could make an athemi from a letter opener or from, you know, any kind of ornate oh pointy but you have to sharpen it if you don't sharpen it it's not an athemi again take everything with a pinch of salt because the you know the wicker police is not going to come and say to you it's not an athemi it's just the sharpness well thank god because you should have seen how i clean cleared my space the other day Bella and I were getting ready to do, and I was like I grab because sometimes I like to clear my space just I have my chimes and so yeah. I'm like Clearing the space, anything bad, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out, get out. Bye, bye. And it was so funny. I was like, <laughs> Bella, <laughs> excuse me, about closing. Mm. I forget to close my circle sometimes or, yes. And so I will, I will often, and I wonder if this is okay, and I'm sorry to interrupt, is like oh, no, you're fine. I I will set a candle and I will say okay um when I blow this candle out I am closing the circle that way mm. I if I forget to say it because there's that's a lot of steps um <coughs> that kind of <coughs> closes out the space so I figure you know cuz sometimes there's a lot of stuff going on you know but yeah. there are, um, yes there are a lot of steps and what you're describing is certainly not incorrect because you're setting an intent and magic is all about intent. It's not about, you know, how expensive your candle was or where you sourced your oil right. from. Um, so you set the intent. The, really, the only difference is um, as if you had a party, let everybody in and taking the circle down is giving everybody a kiss on the way out and giving them a little, okay. you know, party favor. Whereas what you do with the with a candle, when I blow the candle out, that kind of says, guys, I am off to bed. Let yourself right. out. Last person out, take the lights out. Which guys, is- last call. You can't stay here. You know, you gotta like. <laughs> which, which is still, which is still very cool, especially if the party was great. Which is still very cool, but that's really the difference. Right, okay. Also, with the quarters and the elements and stuff, even if you absolutely forget to take them down, you will just have a really good night's sleep, very interesting dreams, and it will dissipate of its own accord. I don't think anyone has ever walked into a room and gone, "I can't go in here." There is, you know, a circle still up. However. If you invite gods and goddesses, I would say goodbye. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, something like that. Yes. Um, but a lot of times when I'm doing something where we're doing like 
moon work or something like that. And I've got people on, I get nervous or whatever, you know, like, and so I would, so I would have one of them who's a Virgo rising. She would, she would message me. She'd go, don't forget to close the circle. I'm like, oh, thank you. So, you know, it was, um, but uh, yeah, and it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. And I, yeah, it's funny because I want to change my altar right now. Like there is, um, yeah. I'm getting ready to do that. I usually do at a certain time. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I but that. I do I'm like, like yeah. I like having the four elements for sure. I always do. And I have some, yeah. And I some representation of both. Astrology and people that come from tarot get excited about the four elements. So when when I sort of teach one-on-one, I kind of start with the four elements and I can see how boring it is to people that aren't us. <laughs> okay. Can we not just start with doing a spell? Like, yeah, we, we can start from doing a spell, but you need to know all of these things. So the um, kind of steps that it takes to kind of close down a circle. If it's complicated, it, it's got to be a little bit different because I do rush with the taking down. Um, but again, it's like being by, you know, outside the door. Right, Mbala's going to sleep. Goodbye. Great to see you. Great to see you. Bye. Bye. Can I get you a taxi while you're walking? Great. Um, so when I cast the circle then it's very very careful lots of lovely words i'll cleanse the space and i'll sprinkle the space and use all the same words that i used when i was 25 which is such a long time ago i don't even want I, i'm not ready to talk about that and then um i'll call each quarter and um <laughs> not always exactly the right way around and my you know my waking brain goes are you sure that's how you start and I'm like shah 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 it's the intent that matters and, right right. <laughs> right and I call the goddess and as I call her I already start giving thanks because you know because I was infertile and she gave me four babies and as I call the god I give thanks before he's even sort of you know before he's hit the ground um and then when it's time to say goodbye, um, then I'm like, uh, dear goddess, thank you so much, Helen Farewell. Dear God, thank you so much, Helen Farewell. And then I'll turn the opposite way around and dismiss each of the quarters, take the circle down and um and go and empty the <laughs> go and empty the incense burner in the toilets, which is the safest way. Um so my so my clothing down compared to my casting the circle is you know embarrassing but but it creates that kind of full balance like I said it's kind of all about the balance so there are sort of different ways to do it and the way that you said is super super valid because you're not just sort of leaving it to you know to get rid of itself um where the danger is that you know one element will just get the hell out of there and the other elements will stay and have their party causing imbalance um but but actually sort of finding a way to switch the whole thing off i think is inspired and it's you know it's an amazing way to do it um and in all of that still the athemi is your um is your tool so that special candle that you'll use put a little pentacle in the air over it. 
right? To kind of tie everything in. Let's say in your group, somebody has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the ritual, your athemi opens a little door in it, put a little pentacle on it. The person goes, as the person comes back, you close the little door. So this is your energy, um, working tool, but what happens when you go outdoors? It is said that the fairy folk that reside outdoors don't like metal being waved around at them. And this is why we have this guy. This is why oh. we have a wand. Oh. This is my wand. This is actually my disco wand that I made myself. It's the only wand I've ever had. This is actually the only Athemi I've ever had. I'm a very frugal witch. I don't like having things. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. You know, parents escape genocide, not parents, grandparents escape genocide. We don't need things. We just need to be alive. Right. Um, so when you're outdoors, everything that I said about the Athemi, you do with the wand. And that's more suitable for uh for all sorts of ritual outdoors, but especially ones that invoke the fairy folk or any other, um, I guess, mythical creatures um, from the sylphs and the undines and stuff. Each of the elements has got um, its own mythical creatures. Um, the one, I suppose, advantage that the wand has is that whereas this is never to be used to like engrave on a candle or make a circle in the sand or anything with a wand no such um restrictions so mm. with a wand you can engrave on a candle which is one of my favorite things to do i'm such a huge fan of candle magic yeah. right right yeah i do too yeah well that's our sag moons like i i can't you would bring two sag moons together we're like yeah, let's i know that you know it's the it's the it's the sage yeah and it's fire you know like you're seeing a side of us that we don't normally that like the moon not everyone gets to see but we have such excitement over this and like I, I it's like she doesn't have much but check out all those books that's that Sagittarius moon that desire and like for knowledge and thirst yes mm, and would you agree that Sag moon is probably one of the hardest moons to hide oh yeah yes yes yeah yeah <laughs> exactly especially because I have a Sag midheaven so I'm like you're gonna right. see that like you're gonna see that part of me because it's yeah, but it we love that. We love like I didn't I had a hard time like, you know, I loved my, you know, my teacher, my, you know, she like out of nowhere years ago told me you're a witch. Um, but she was like, "Oh, she just she I God love her. I I love you, you know, um if you hear this, but she's like she's very much a Leo, okay? So it's oh, you don't need books. You know, you don't need that or whatever. And it's like and I'm going I need it. Like I'm a Sag Mercury. That's I need to have, like, I want to learn and apply. I've learned that you have to learn and apply. And a lot of times, like what you mentioned about the smaller, um, like uh, the smaller altars, I know that a lot of people that might be listening, uh, because I know that we're, we're familiar with it. They may not be able to have an altar outside and that's yeah. okay. 
You know, yeah. they like they might not be able to share an altar. So it's absolutely okay to have a smaller, you know, space where you where you can, you know, you can have your set up and take it down if you need be. Absolutely. And if you work outdoors, if you do your magical work outdoors, nature is already an altar. So if you've got, right. you know, a, a slab of wood and you put some things on it to represent, uh, because really earth, air, fire and water is not the hardest thing to find. If you've got a joss stick, like an incense stick, that is already fire and air. And if you source yourself some salt water or you're out in nature, the water is to be found and the earth is already there and you mix them together. And that's kind of the two solutions. Now, I love efficiency. <laughs> I don't know what it is <laughs> yep. because, because I've got no earth in my chart, but I love efficiency. And so when I cleanse the circle, I'll do it in two goes, salt and water. So that's earth and water. Um, and then with the incense, fire and air. I cleanse you with fire and air. I bless you with salt and water. Job done. Saved me two goes <laughs> around the circle. Um, so it's super, super valid to have a temporary altar, an altar with stuff that doesn't cost anything. And, um, and it's entirely possible to have an altar that is 100% sort of certified Wiccan and doesn't cost anything at all. This, this never cost anything. This never did because it was a, a wand making workshop. Um, and I had this ribbon because I have ribbons um, and somebody gave me um, oil to oil it and it never lost its color, it always stayed kind. Goodness me, uh, must be 21, 22 years. Um, with this, I paid for the Athemi and I will recommend as much as is possible, and I say that about tarot cards as well, as much as is possible to um, buy in person because you will get a feel uh, for your Athemi. But then the um, decoration, this is just like a black knife with a black um scabbard um i things to it to make it more me how jupiter is it with the purple and yeah. the gold right. yeah exactly <laughs> i would agree as well with um excuse me with pendulums mm -hmm. like it's always best to go to the store you know and place your hands yeah. under the pendulums like yes yeah. it's to to be able yeah. to pick one out and yeah. yeah and i had no idea i I told my client, I and th this is things that I was like, where'd this come from? I don't tell. You know, I was like, you, you need a pendulum. And um, it was like very interesting. I, I didn't know. And I'm sure she'd like, she, um, I wasn't aware that she grew up Jehovah's Witness. So this was like really stepping in there, you know, but I was like, come on, girl, let's go. No, but, um, <laughs> but she's, uh, and it, she's, she's a beautiful soul, but it was like, um, but it was wonderful because she really did like uh she's doing very well with it, you know, and it was just like it's it's interesting how each of us will find those kind of like little areas that slowly get us to you know yeah, yeah. that even yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, absolutely, yeah. you never know what your gateway drug will be, you know what I mean <laughs> right right, exactly <laughs> <laughs> something will drag yeah. you. In. 
So the majority, see, of, yeah. the majority of my things uh, were either gifted or um, or bought just the once. Um, I can't even think if I've got anything that's like two of. Um, but yeah, we'll look at other tools, I think, some other time. But even with the yeah. book, um, a lot of them are either gifted or from secondhand stores um, or very, very old or given as uh, review copies. Thank you to everyone. Um, and so we had two of the pointies, mm-hmm. but you may ask, well, what happens if you do need to do practical stuff that only suits a knife? What if you need to cut something in circle? What if you need to engrave and you're not using a wand for the circle? Um, what if you need to um, mark levels on a candle, right? So that maybe you burn one each day for a week. Um, and for that exists the white-handled knife, and here is a surprise, I never had a white-handled knife. My perfect white-handled knife has still never come my way, and the um, high priestess who I learned from had a marvelous white-handled knife. It's the shape of a sickle, is that the right word? Oh, yeah, Uh yeah. Yeah, the -hmm. shape of a sickle with a white bone handle, and that is like the ideal white handled knife, but wow. it doesn't have Laura, have- you need one of those because that's your moon sign. Oh. What is? Capricorn is the sickle. Oh, it's sickle? Like oh, no yeah, it, that's the yeah, it is yeah, it's like Saturn. It's the yeah. All right, I'll get funny. a sickle sickle one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a white handled knife again can be just uh you know a well sharpened um uh letter opener and the reason i'm saying letter opener is because they are more ornate more witchy you know more fancy um it can be a kitchen knife i don't know if you ever see them in um in secondhand stores and antique stores but there'll be like bundles of old kitchen utensils and there will be some bone handled sort of regular butter knives Mm -hmm. or um you know a steak knife or whatever then one of those duly consecrated and you know and maybe sharpened any of those can act as a white handled knife so i can't show you one because i've never had one but interesting (laughs) i know i know it's (laughs) it's such a strange thing that but yeah I just because the one that I always saw in Rachel was so phenomenal and I was never able to find one just like that and then Mm. she had one that was like a switchblade knife but the shape of a leaf and then the leaf and the holster together made a heart it was some people have all the luck with um, (laughs) Um, and so the white handle knife also called the Boline, B-O-L-I-N-E, the Boline. Um, again, don't worry about pronouncing things right. It's fine. It's it, it's all, you know, it's all fluid. It's all creative. Um, so the Boline is your pointy that does all the practical stuff. That's your practical blade. So you've got your ritual blade. You've got your practical blade. 
you know, <laughs> we'll be superimposed at a later date. And you've got your wand. And okay. then you've got some epic stuff. So that's the stuff you need. But then there's also the stuff you might want. And one of um, my most prized possessions is... I need one of those white knives because I love to carve oh. intentions into my candles. And it's so also with candle magic, the, yeah. The white knife is also the herbalist um, tool. If you think about it, you know, you're right. going on like a witchy walk and you find herbs to use later. You cut them with um with your white handle knife as a herb my partner will not let me take that to the botanical gardens i just know it he's gonna be like what do you what is that your tolerance <laughs> now we're gonna have a little conversation about transporting blade because this is my sword oh. as you see <gasps> look at that i i want a sword <laughs> sword so bad I swear. I want to go to Costco with a sword. If they can carry, I want a sword. I want to, sorry. <laughs> you guys live in a country where knives are, oh, sorry, where guns are very easy to get. Quite, I know, exactly. So I'm why sure can't I, you know? Bother. Um, this is my <laughs> very, very beloved sword. Um, That's it's gorgeous. Again, tiny because I am so it looks very long when I'm holding it but if any regular person was to hold it it would look tiny it sort of gets other people to their knees um, I drag it on the floor if I wear it on my waist now when transporting a blade now I don't want to be giving anyone legal advice but that's just how we used to do it um, if the police catch you and go what have you got there you've got to show that it is inaccessible, that you mm. can't just pull it out. And so this takes a lot of effort to get into. And yeah. this is what you need to show. This is what you need to demonstrate. Wow. That that is not something that you're going to attack anybody with because by the time you did all this, somebody <laughs> would, you know, dismantle the situation so this is my yeah. beautiful sword oh, wow this is so cool the same way this is for casting a circle you just need you know all your arms to do that see i wouldn't forget then no. i would not forget no when do i get mm -hmm. to use the sword again <laughs> i know exactly i'm like let's go <laughs> God, I keep thinking, where can I find a sword? This is so bad. <laughs> Do you have any Renaissance fairs nearby? They, I know they no. sell those things. I know, no, I don't, you know, but I do, I'm, I will be going to the UK soon and I am going to go your way. I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to make it there, but have I will. Have your house. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I, I love them. Can you imagine? Was that? Oh yeah, no, I probably can't. No, I know they won't let me get on a plane. No, you with have it. to ship yeah. it if yeah. they allow that. I don't even know. So the sword is basically just a larger version of the athemi. Um, it's for when you need for a magic to be very, very epic. So it would be uh, for a big ritual, not just for a little spell. You know, I want my child to enter the right school. No. 
this is for um, something with devotion, when you're really uh, approaching the gods and the goddesses with a special request. Um, also, this very nice for wearing around your waist and looks way cool, which is also important. Right. Yeah, you know what? That would be like, I had the opportunity to do like where we were in, um, and this was right at around you know the pandemic time and everything and we all like so she got each of our uh rising signs and there was i think there was 12 or 13 of us Ooh, whoa i was so there was so much energy that there's no forgetting to close a space like that there's no there was it was so intense and so because it, it, we had lost, like, you know, there was so much going on at that point. Yeah. Um, and those are like incredible opportunities. But a lot, you know, I just, um, like I said, I, I had my <laughs> Jamie say to me, like, when our kids were small, you know, you're a witch. And I, and I knew, like, I always had this desire and everything. So I just kind of went in and started, you know, I met all of you. I mean, I literally manifested this shit. I cannot, I was like, okay, I need, I need some witchy friends. I need like some people that are woo woo. And then my one friend who is not woo woo at all says to me, I have this friend in California and she's having this group thing, like this conference. And I think you, you'd like that. And that's how I met Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, through wow. Stephanie. Like it was crazy. I but yeah. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I need someone to make it through this time. And literally, that's yeah. It wow. was, was amazing. So let me share a weird thing with you. Um the other day I got a request from a journalist to comment on the Saturn return because um Emma Watson, Hermione Granger, um, had put up a post to say she's 33 and she's finally through her Saturn return. So I had a look at the post and in the post, she says, I wouldn't have been able to get through it without my coven of witches. And I was like, we're mainstream. We're mainstream. This is like what? the most mainstream girl from England, which, you know, as we all know, is the most mainstream <laughs> Um, and she refers to her friends that lifted her up as her coven of witches and I got straight back to the journalist and I said don't you think that's more noteworthy and she's like no do Saturn do Saturn leave it in somehow (laughs) right wow that's wild right being fabulous and accepting is that all it takes nowadays is the bar this low (laughs) (laughs) well i mean and she also played a witch in harry potter so it's also maybe but i think the majority of them are not you know are not in the witchcraft now um but let me show you something incredible so we saw the big version of this do you want to see the big version of this yeah (laughs) and this is something you're not gonna get in any shop whoa is that that a scepter it yeah yeah it's a stand (gasps) it's uh 
large that's her neptunian sun oh my god she's such a pisces sun look at that i love it <laughs> this, this was actually gifted to me by a friend <coughs> who made it himself he's uh, incredibly creative and a traditional witch of many years and many generations uh he made wow. it for himself and he moved out of the country and again no way to get this through customs and he asked me if i wanted it and i said yeah i want this <laughs> absolutely it's one of my most prized possessions and probably one of the things i'll throw out the window if a fire was to engulf my house there are <laughs> lots of little symbols here the wow. this thing has antlers one of the antlers has an earring it's got an antler at the bottom it's got um oh i didn't even know it had the star of david here how embarrassing oh. um it's got bits of silver jewelry it's got leather bound wow. it. it is incredible it's got runic symbols engraved into it wow. so this is um i want to say if i'm five foot stand next to it this is Oh, oh my God, we're the same size. Like next to you, Laura, we'll be like these little, <laughs> Laura, you're tall. I can yeah. tell you're tall. Yeah, I'm 5'9". Okay. <laughs> You'll be like Snow White next to us. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are funny. Four foot wand and it is incredible at directing. And this is really when I need results this is not for devotion or anything like that this is for magic and this is for everybody get yourselves together and do what i need and this is something that i pull out like literally when um you know i've, I've gone through um we need that over here in in the u.s <laughs> no but this is something you can you wave it this way please you can make your own. Um, there is a story that, you know, might not be even a little bit true, but there is a story that um, during the war, the witches stood on the, the witches in England stood on the cliffs and um, directed energy to block um, the, mm. the Nazis from getting in and there's people that swear it's true and you know we've got no way of proving either way but you know magic and activism are, are not very far apart mm -hmm. are they and mm. um, the same people who have who see activism as their you know everyday um, mission are also incredibly open to all the different ways. I know that a lot of witches I know are active in the environmental movement and, you know, and vice mm. versa. Lots of people from the environmental movement will turn up in witchy gatherings. Oh, well, definitely. Cause we, like, I feel it. I, I get very, I, I, I get terrible headaches, like depending on the pressure and different things. I, mm feel um especially like if storms are coming in and things like that we've got big so it's crazy how we can probably sense those things a bit more because yeah. i mean the, a witch is so different it's like 
we just we take the elements and we use them you know like you have a great way of saying what magic is and what what like you know what working with it is uh in ball but it's just using those those powers and like working them to to our you know to our benefit not to something like um something evil it's actually to the you know to the harm of uh to the harm of none to the good of all and to the harm of none you know like it's mm -hmm. um yeah. i mean not that you can't like i'm i you know i'm certain that most of us here in florida every witch is probably trying her hardest to um make some things happen so um <laughs> it's uh so there's there's a time for everything right um and yeah. there's a time when you have to do those things so it's um and i think that's why you do seek kind of people like saying maybe i do relate to this you know like where and um it's uh it, it's a definitely a sense of feeling more open yet there are a lot of people especially here in the states that do demonize anything that is not christianity it seems like right now you know so you kind of yeah. feel kind of pushed to the side um i certainly got demonized a lot when i came out uh where i live and you know out of the broom closet but i i don't fucking care i am so i'm sorry i just because that's really don't how apologize. i feel i just don't no apologize. i just am so happy like i feel the best i ever have you know i'm very I, I just, I'm free. I feel comfortable where I am, where so many times before, especially as a Sag moon, I think like we, like there was, you know, I had to go to churches and like, feel like it's like, no, I don't, this is not for me. This is, and felt like, felt very much that imposter syndrome, which made it mm. even harder. Cause yeah. I was like, whoa, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Why do I feel this way? You know, yeah. I'm like, I am the black sheep. I am the Medusa, whatever. But um, it's, it's okay. I feel so much better now. It does get a little rough there for a bit, but when you're true to what you feel and then you move forward feeling a lot more confident about yourself, I think, yep. in this journey yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. When you realize you're not actually going to get killed for speaking your truth <laughs> no yeah. right right yeah that we're all here for you hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i had a quick question for you guys in regards to some of these items for the altar your thoughts on purchasing versus being gifted i know you mentioned purchasing some things but is that okay absolutely i think um that conversation existed around tarot cards for a long time and when I got started with the tarot, uh, I was told that I needed to be gifted my first deck. And I thought, no way. How far have we come with feminism that a woman must wait for somebody to gift something to her? Mm -hmm. And I think this is, you know, this is even in the years before Beyonce, when she was still part of a trio um, and before she liberated us. Um, it was such an important declaration for me to purchase things. Uh, and as much as I love gifts as much as the next person, when I need something, I will get up and go and get it. I will get up. This is, you know, even in the days bef before online um, in physical shops, I will get up and um, and go and get what I want. And um, 
in the days of physical shops, being a manifestor was super helpful because if you're looking for something specific, an afternoon of going from shop to shop until you found it could be made so much shorter by projecting <laughs> exactly what you need. And, and so I definitely bought and paid for uh, my Ethemi. Uh I definitely bought and paid for my incense burner. Uh, coming in uh, <laughs> uh, I definitely buy and pay for uh, a new tarot deck every couple of years because I use them so much that they end up running yeah. out and for me the suggestion that I've got to sit tight like a pretty little girl and wait for somebody to do that for me yeah. is so anti-feminist and if there's anyone out there that thinks um oh, well, I can't, like, that's, that's where we need to start is we want to visual, we want you to visualize having those cards in your hand. Okay. And that's the first thing we want to take out whatever that, that is, that is blocking you saying, oh, I can't have it because of this, or because I don't have the money or whatever, it'll come to you. And I, I did not believe this at first, like, but I had a tarot reader tell me that. And she was like, so you need to like see it like every time you're driving to like because I want to live downtown and I want to be able to walk to different places. She says, you got to visualize it. You like you have to see yourself every single day. So I drive down there and honestly, like I manifested something better than I ever thought. But I never questioned my intuition when it came to certain things. And I'll tell you like, so please, if you're on this journey and you're thinking those things were like we we have all had those moments and yeah. like where you see a lot of people know that you have no idea where we may have been or how many times you have if you have a second house pisces like i do how much times it goes in and comes back out so <laughs> second house has to do with money and things like that sort that's okay because it teaches us different things but please visualize what it is that you want and if it is that tarot deck or whatever it's either either you're either going to get it somehow or you know, you will find a way. So I'm, I just feel it's very important right now, especially because right now I have the five pentacles popping up for me a lot. Okay. Oh. It's a little shadow hidden there, which is a scarcity mentality. It keeps popping up like at the bottom of the deck or the card flies out. And so I feel it's important to mention this, like obviously they do too. <laughs> and um, yeah. because, yeah, yeah. Because it's, if you were listening to this feeling that way, just know that you will, but you must believe it first. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like you really have to believe that. And I think keeping a community makes those things so much more possible. Because I was um, just just before we finish, I was going to recommend a specific book. And then if you follow, we're going to get to that in a second. If you follow the publisher of this book, um, every few months, she will just sort of make one of her titles free on Kindle for the weekend wow. so you know so there you go community um i was doing a, a live a couple of years ago and mentioned that a book i used to love uh just doesn't exist anymore i must have lent it to somebody and another tarot reader watching said i've got two copies and now it's here um oh. when there is a community <laughs> everything is on the floor now everything's on the floor when there is a community um if somebody has two of some things so 
my pentacle, for example, which is also now on the floor, um, uh, my mum made my pentacle and she actually made two different ones. And when I left um, my old coven that I trained with, I left them everything that I didn't think I needed, everything that I didn't need at the time. And one of the pentacles ended up with them, which they then passed on to one of the coveners. So when you have a community, the stuff that you need that you can't afford will materialize out of the blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and absolutely. Cause I have one of my, like a friend who's an author and her book was out for like 99 cents and I shared it and, you know, people are like, Oh my goodness, you know, and then she ended up making the bestsellers list. Like, like when we do all of this together, it ripples out. Like that's yeah. the important part. We all win when things like this happen, you know? So it's really recognizing those things that like aspiring to do that. And I think, you know, it's important to know that because like I grew up in a very, and I'm where you are too, there's immense amounts of wealth sometimes that are ridiculous, you know? And so I was taught never to envy. Okay. How did they do that? <laughs> you know, how'd you do that? Or whatever it is to, I guess there's a, there's that curiosity anyways, always, but really releasing any of that, any of those, because scarcity, envy, jealousy, they, I feel like they're blockers. They block you from being able to kind of lock yeah. in and, and allow your blessings to come in, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So to help wrap up this amazing interview, <laughs> one of many to come, I'm sure, um, for, from each of you guys, uh, if you could give a, a short list to someone who's new to all this of what they need to start their own witchy journey. Um, I would start with, if you can invest in a book, this one is very inexpensive, written by Coven Leaders. It's The Circle of Fire um, by Sarita and David. And it is the first book, I think, that came out of Avalonia Press. Um, I'm sure it's still in print because, um, because Avalonia started her own publishers way, way, way before people used to just self-publish um, because nobody else used to do witchy books at the time. Um, so this gives you all the basics. Um, and quite honestly, I think you can start perfectly fine with just a candle. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Evelyn? I, I would agree too. Again, like I, I, uh, we are Sag Moon, so um, we believe that knowledge is power. Uh, and um, like finding, you know, a book or uh, there are so many groups that I learned a lot of like the spells and rituals from a group and just from my own like um, and from and from Inval telling me you can make you you can make your own spell. You know, you can create after a little while. You can start doing those things. Um, but like, yeah, I really love candle magic. And I think there's a lot that can be done with just a candle. But like, I, I love the idea. Uh, and of course, I'm an Aquarius. So I love I what I love about the tarot is that there's a system. And what I do like about which I don't consider myself, a, you know, a Wiccan, I'm more like that eclectic witch out there, you know, like, but um, it is what I love about it is that there's a bit of a system to it. 
Okay. So I really love like the, 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 um, the white knife very, very much called to me for that reason. And I think like, that's, that's, uh, probably the best way too. like, we, uh, Imbal and I both have fire moons. So that's like fire is something we really enjoy. There are some people that are very called to water, um, and different, oh, but even, but we, we've even spoken about that when we splash ourselves with water or where you go into something like that. So you will find that like your, your thing. And it's, it's, it's cool. Like whatever it is, helps you connect wherever you may be. If you're not able to necessarily practice or, you know, like, just know that there is this community if you're hearing us. So like, and so reach out and put it out there. Like, I mean, I honestly, the way I was like, really, Carolyn? Oh, okay, cool. Like, what's her name? Like, I just like, I didn't expect the message to come yeah. from her, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, so just, uh, just know that there is a wonderful community and that you see us and like, we so break that, that, um, that what's the word uh mold mold yes of like of witches yeah. you know it's like no like it's we uh, we're gonna save the world but no that's like a, <laughs> we're gonna we'll go into that in another episode but um yeah. no like we we really want to because we do believe in all of the powers of the of the elements and of you know as above so below so Hopefully there'll be a lot more of them that will rise up, you know, and um, cause we really need that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in, so intention is important. Great to have some yes. of these simple, um, I don't know what do you call it tools <laughs> as well. And so a lot of people probably listening or watching probably already have an altar and don't even realize it. It's where they keep their cards and their crystals and everything. And their like feathers that. they find, and right? Feathers. Little feathers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So they probably already have something started, but uh, Evelyn and Ball, thank you so much for your time this evening, tonight, this morning, <laughs> and for, for being here and for educating me and the listeners and, and the viewers. I just really appreciate, love you guys so much. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Love you. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.